Welcome back to the Eat Me in St. Louis podcast, the podcast that reviews new restaurants in and around St. Louis. My name is Nick. I'm Francie. And I'm Travis. Today we're going to be talking about Grand Pied. Beautiful. Thank you. Uh, a newish restaurant in Tower Grove South. But before we do that, how are you guys doing today? Great. I'm also doing great. Excellent. Did I talk to you about the foodie crawl that I went on? Oh, no. Yeah. Do so, tell. Okay. So... Um, someone named Lauren Rose that we're Instagram friends with. So, I am Lauren Rose on Instagram. <laughs> Are you? No. Oh, <laughs> but she is. <laughs> thought you were coming out. Yeah, she sent us an invitation to this foodie crawl on South Grand, and it happened to be when my brother and his girlfriend were going to be in town, and uh, they love food. So I said, hey, we should go to this, and forgot about it because it was about a month in advance, and it was coming up, and they're like, hey, do we need to get tickets for that? I was like, I'm not really sure what it is. And I start like looking it up and I find this other thing, a foodie crawl at the Grand Arts Center. So many foodies crawling around. Down the street on the exact same day. One's north, one's south. Yeah. All at the same time. And I ended up going to that one at Grand Arts Center. (laughs) Well, only because the... Thanks for the invite. We went to the other one. (laughs) (laughs) The other one was more of like pick up food and we're going to hang out in the park and chat with other foodies and stuff. And I wanted to give my guests a little tour of the food in the city. And so the other one was like that. They were showcasing seven different restaurants in the area. And we went down a little bit late in the day. We went kayaking before that. Uh, So we got rosemary biscuits from Turn. We got Stage Left, a little restaurant on the corner by the Fox. I wasn't sure they were still open because it seems like they're closed a lot. Glad really? to hear they're still in business. Yeah, I hadn't been there before. It's like diner style. Mm-hmm. You got a like a fourth of a cheeseburger, a thing of fries, and a little chocolate shake. It was really nice. Perfect. Then we went across the street to Commonwealth, and they had a heirloom tomato confit. It was like after getting the burger and fries... We had this little spoonful of tomato that was nice that it was a small, refreshing thing because the next place we went to, Best Steakhouse, gave us a full gyro and fries. And already I'm like, oh, no, this is, <laughs> this is too much. They had some live music in the park there, and we got a beer and then walked down to a field house that I hadn't been to, oh, yeah. which was nice. They had a patio, and our waitress was awesome. And we got a buffalo chicken slider, which was a giant slider. And by that point, I was full and had to go down to Turn, which is one of our favorite places, and get biscuits. (laughs) So we took those to go and got a beer at Urban Chestnut. And then the last thing was, what's it called? Hilo, the coffee shop there? Oh, right. That's part of the the Kranzberg. Yes. Um, And unfortunately, like the event was going till four, but we walked up right at three and they were shutting the doors. Um, So they closed at three and that wasn't... You know, uh, part of it. So I literally stopped one of the employees who's holding a coffee drink, and I'm like, "Can I take a picture of your drink? <laughs> I want to complete the set." Um, so he did, and didn't call me a crazy person. It was really nice. It no, sounds it's like a, a fun event. It's it's interesting that you always end up being the one that goes to the influencer events, and now it makes sense why we get invited to fewer and fewer of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, you guys can start going. <laughs> All right, so today we're talking about Grand Pied, and we've been talking about them on the podcast for a little while now. It's a place that I've been wanting to go because it's uh, somebody that I've known for a long time. My wife has known him since high school, I believe, and you know, when I heard that he was starting this restaurant, I was like, we have to go, but it's been a while since I've had a chance to pick the place because we've had some guests picking and the rotation and delays and travis all the red tape behind the scenes of the yes (laughs) so complicated yeah 
anyway, so it's my pick. I picked Grand Pied, and um, it opened August 18th of last year as Chattawa and Grand Pied. And the concept for it was a shared space with two owners, and Chattawa was a bar, and Grand Pied was the food, operated and owned by Tony Kalita. The names of those, by the way, Chattawa is named after the Chattawa Monster, which is a creature that roams the Chattawa River area in Mississippi. And Grand Pied is French for Bigfoot. We. Oui. So did you know that there are other creatures in Missouri that they could have named it after? Like Rush Limbaugh? <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Have you ever heard of Momo? Momo? Yeah. No. No. Yeah, it doesn't have as big of a following as Bigfoot, but it stands for Missouri Monster. In other words, Rush Limbaugh. Yes. <laughs> you know, it adds up because the person who originally saw it said it had a pumpkin shaped head and glowing orange eyes. So I think I you're think onto they something. They saw a jack o' lantern. Possibly. <laughs> and then there's another one, the Ozark Switch. This is like entirely too plausible. I wouldn't even call this cryptozoology. They just found a lady practicing witchcraft in the Ozarks. Yeah. But that's that's an old legend. And I actually did a comic about that. Did, did you guys know I'm a published writer? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I write stuff. I mean, so are we, so. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to be cool like you guys. But... Anyway, the concept for this was that they're doing drinks and food sourced and inspired by St. Louis, Memphis, New Orleans, and that area in between. You mean the restaurant, not your comic strip. Yes. (laughs) Just to clarify. (laughs) Unfortunately, the drinks half of it, Chattawa closed after only a few months. He had trouble sourcing the drinks, and it was... Prohibition. Yes, yeah. yeah. But Chef Tony Kalita and his girlfriend Jamie have continued Grand Pied, and it's doing really well, getting great reviews. He has worked... At a lot of different places around town. Just before we started recording, we were talking about Civil Life. He worked there. He worked at uh, Johnstown Hall, which you remember we talked about in our episode on the drawing board. He learned how to make, did we decide it was Medart? Medart. Medart style burger, which is like a legendary burger that goes back to the 20s. Yeah, Um, you want to talk about uh, Missouri legends, (laughs) the Medart burger. (laughs) It's up there with Momo. And then he also worked at the Piccadilly at Manhattan, which is actually his family's owned business. Oh my gosh, he's part of that family. I yeah. Love. He has a Piccadilly pedigree. <laughs> so yeah, they're currently owned by the third generation of Kalidas, but they have a total of five generations who have worked there. Great lineage there. They opened in 1901. And then most recently, Tony was working for Seed Sprout Spoon, which is a catering company that operated out of the same space that Grampy had eventually moved into. Uh, during the pandemic, they moved out of it. They were affiliated with Local Harvest. Yes. That's what Local Harvest evolved into, the restaurant side of it. Yeah, another beloved location in that area. So after they moved out, Tony moved in and started this restaurant, and it's been going great. Um, do you guys want to hear some Yelp reviews? Yes. Oh, I get by Yelp. So Grand Pied is five out of five stars with nine total reviews. And one of those five-star reviews is Marjorie J. from St. Louis, Missouri, who says, Have you had the best pancakes in the world? Not if you haven't been to Grand Pied. I don't know what kind of sorcery the chef uses. Maybe it's the Ozark Witch. Yeah. <laughs> 
But I'm obsessed and I want to move to Tower Grove so I can walk there and eat pancakes every day. The space is really cute and the service was excellent and super friendly. This is my new favorite place. Wow. You know, we tried to get a place. We put a bid on a house, 30000 over three blocks up from Grand Piad. If it was a Marjorie. Yeah. Yeah. If she bought our house, I'm going to be mad. I mean, you got to pay pancake prices in that neighborhood. Yeah. Andre J. from Bridgeton, uh, also five out of five, he says, everything I've eaten at Grand Piad has been so delicious. They change their menu often. Their crispy egg and kale salad was divine, as well as their deviled egg salad on a whole wheat crostini. Their green bean and mushroom salad was delicious. This guy orders a lot of salads. And their crispy pork cake and slaw is memorable. They make so many amazing dishes all the time. Very nice. Well, Whitney S. of St. Louis also gave a five out of five and said, Grand Pied is the epitome of fat kid happy dance comfort food. (laughs) (laughs) Things to know. It's a small restaurant, so no big groups. Everything is freshly made to order, and it's BYOB, which I was going to mention. that They have the liquor license from when it was Chattawa, but they don't serve the alcohol. You can bring it in yourself. Yeah, they're currently working on that but you know it's just a nightmare to get that in st louis that's a i've heard there's a lot of red tape yeah and she concludes the food is amazing you need to get the dirty fries beignettes with prairie breeze queso and marmalade and the pancakes they're the best in missouri i feel like 90 percent of the reviews mention the pancakes i had them well i will tell you about them okay good francie before we get started do you want to explain the difference between a beignet and a beignet so people just don't think we're pronouncing it wrong that's the a good whole point time? they'll think we don't know how to say it so it's spelled b-e-i-g-n-e-t-t-e-s and it's pronounced beignet and it basically means a diminutive beignet ah. something we all knew more than five minutes ago we definitely <laughs> knew that <laughs> let's be honest if francie wasn't here you would have heard us pronounce that wrong the entire episode. absolutely yeah <laughs> a teachable moment uh all right let's talk about our experience. experience i went first time with my brunch buddies chris and wade and we had brunch do you have t-shirts brunch buddies alas no <laughs> there's an idea And then I went a second time for lunch with my friend Madeline. So I did the fabulous pancakes the first time and then wanted to have a savory experience. So came back a second time. Nice. Did you eat inside or on the patio? Both times ate inside. And for brunch, it was a bit busier and there were some people waiting. The service was excellent. And the second time we came on a rainy weekday afternoon and there were just a couple of tables there. One guy sitting on the patio, uh, but we mm-hmm. decided to stay inside. And again, excellent service, very personal and warm. So when I went, I went with friend of the podcast, Jim, who was on our Mama Two's Biscuit slash Black Sheep episode. Sat inside, had lovely service. They've got a lot of Bigfoot art around, which is really fun. I have multiple Bigfoot t-shirts. I'm a big, Bigfoot fan. It It's one of those, you scan the menu uh, through a QR code. Just so you know, the menu can be a little bit different uh, than it was online. So I was pleasantly surprised because I had some things on the menu that I didn't see online. So it was a great experience and a shout out to Jim and thanks for going with me. Yeah, they do seem to mix up the menu a lot. On their Instagram, they're constantly posting new specials and stuff. So check them out there. Um, we went, uh, for the first time, they have a supper club thing that they do every month or two. Yeah, you've got to tell me about, what is this supper club? I, I 
can't tell you, Travis. You weren't invited. But Francie, I'll tell you. <laughs> the first rule of supper club is you can't talk. That's a great business model for a restaurant. You can't tell anybody about this. No, they basically close the restaurant for one night, and you get like a five-course meal or something like that. They do different things every time. And you get tickets in advance, so it's just everybody there is just getting the same meal. And the night we went, they had uh, Wagyu steak and scallops. And yeah, I'll get to talking about that, but uh, it was a nice shared communal experience. Um, When we first got there, we actually got sat at one table, and Angie got up, and it was just me and these two guys that were sitting kind of with us, and they were talking to each other. And one of them was like, hey, uh, are you caught up in game of thrones or i don't remember what it was and he's like yeah and he's like okay i didn't want to spoil it and i go i'm not cut off i was when like was this what game of thrones ended like <laughs> maybe it was stranger things i don't know but the point was i didn't care and i like jokingly said can you whisper and he chuckled and then he started whispering and i was like no no i don't care i just yeah didn't come off so uh then the waitress comes up to me and says uh would you mind moving over there um so apparently they told her about my bad joke and no, they had another group that was going to be joining them. And so they paired us with another table. Three very nice ladies and had a good time talking to them. Um, so did they bring more tables in? Because it's a fairly small space. I think it seats about 20 to 25. So yeah, it was just that amount of people. They had sold out. So if you see the tickets online, snatch them up early if you can. I love that I joked about you getting us uninvited from influencer stuff. You can't even oh, yeah. sit next to people it's at true. a restaurant. <laughs> I do okay if Angie's sitting next to me, but once she walks off, I just... Can they be... Go rogue. Well, particularly, can he be moved? <laughs> I was yelling to Angie, how's your food? <laughs> Did you try the beignets? <laughs> it's pronounced beignets. <laughs> but the other thing I wanted to say about it was at the end of the meal, uh, Tony comes out of the back and he has this expression like he's... Uh, run a marathon and he's looking to the judges like anticipating what the marathons have judges right no no okay (laughs) what would they be judging nick (laughs) style that he did his floor routine in the olympics yes everybody was very satisfied i think we actually gave him a little applause so it was a great meal but not a standing ovation we did for uh 64 minutes it was the (laughs) longest at Cannes in 20 years i believe fabulous All right, let's talk about the food. The food. Okay, so at brunch, Wade got the steak and eggs, which is the most expensive item on the menu. Four and a half ounce cut steak served with fries and eggs your way, which he got scrambled. Chris got the three beignets with sausage gravy, and they describe it as a new spin on an old favorite, baby beignets, tossed in (laughs) butter and seasoned sausage gravy Mm. and he got that with a side of grits which is made with dairy i guess that's for people who have dairy allergies they let you know that you know and i got the famous pancakes and jam which are described as buttermilk cakes with real maple syrup which is really important to me Mm. very picky about my syrup and seasonal jam which honestly i don't remember what the fruit was that was that made them seasonal but they were perfectly done i really enjoy pancakes and i rarely make them at home because other people make them much better than I can do myself and these were absolute perfection 
I always think of pancakes like pizza. Like, how good could they be? How bad could they be? You know, like, it's hard to mess up, but it's hard to excel at. So. In theory, hard to mess up. But in practice, it happens. <laughs> Maybe I don't make them enough, and I'm just trusting other people to do it. Because I kind of feel the same way, Travis. When I saw all these reviews that were just like, the pancakes are incredible. I'm like, oh, I didn't know I wanted that, but I guess I have to try it. <laughs> It's like a place bragging about their cereal. Like, how much can you change this to make oh, this it really great? Milk to cereal ratio here is the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> so all of us enjoyed what we had. You scan the QR code to get the menu, and you're supposed to just order right off of your phone. Oh, yeah. But it got a little tricky when there were three people ordering in the same table. But basically, the food is cooked to order, and it's brought out when it's ready. And uh, if you have any questions, there's someone there who can assist. So I went for a dinner. Jim and I uh, went uh, one day after work. Uh, I, of course, got the um, the chicken sandwich, which, you know, it's kind of my go-to, I feel like, at a lot of places, especially if uh, they're going to call it a spicy chicken sandwich because I don't, there's something about spicy chicken that I'm like, yes, that like every single time. It's, it's your uh, uh, fancy bicycle. Uh, if I see they have a hot chicken sandwich, uh, that's what I want. That is such an out of left field reference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, fried chicken, I assume. Uh, yeah, it's the hot honey fried chicken. It's two boneless chicken thighs in a spicy batter on white bread with spicy garlic, but uh, spicy garlic honey. So they they say it's on two pieces of white bread. It's on two like thick slices of like homemade yeah is it sourdough maybe yeah i mean it so saying it's on white bread i was expecting like bunny bread i I thought the same thing because i got the rib plate and a lot of barbecue places give you that little tiny slice of white bread but these were like two hefty pieces yeah and so they put um they put a creamy coleslaw on there Mm -hmm. which you see on a lot of uh hot chicken sandwiches um it was good it was a lot to like make a sandwich out of, you know, you're putting two chicken thighs plus two pretty thick pieces of bread, pile on coleslaw. I mean, it, it I would say eat it open faced. Cause I, I think I tried to make it a sandwich and I was like, well, this is impossible even for me. I wish it brought a little bit more heat. So when they say it's hot honey, um, I was, I went straight to like that Nashville hot chicken with like a honey glaze on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really more of like a tangy, flavor to it now I, I wouldn't call it like hot so if you see hot honey on there and you're like i'm not a hot fan um it was perfect my friend madeline when i went mm-hmm. back for lunch she specifically asked them how hot was it and she was concerned that it would be too hot and it was described that it wasn't so she thought it was a well-constructed sandwich with a good balance of elements <laughs> and she did end up eating it with a knife and fork because as you said it was really difficult to eat as a sandwich but um, she thought the flavoring just hit exactly the right spot. So I want, I once got a spicy chicken sandwich that was served with gloves and a glass of milk. So I'm more on like that end of the spectrum. Wow. <laughs> that is some serious heat. Uh, so I, I also had, they uh, do the pignettes uh, with a queso on the side. So um, I thought that sounded so interesting because when you think of pignettes, I always think, you know, they put a little powdered sugar on it. Uh, you call it good. But they serve it with a white cheddar queso and a marmalade. Um, Francie, what did you think? Did you get to try any of the beignets with the sausage gravy on it? I'm not a gravy fan, in all honesty. And so uh, I was offered a taste of Chris's, but I declined. That 
the vignettes with that white cheddar queso, I mean, sign me up. This is, you know, I, I think I always harp on the fact that I want to experience something in a restaurant that I've never tried anywhere else and I've never had anything like it. This is it. It's it's the mini vignettes with this white cheddar queso. I would get that every single time I went in and never get tired of it. I mean, it's just, it's a completely different experience. You wouldn't think with those baby vignettes, dipping them in queso, that it would be as delicious as it is. But it is, and it totally works. The marmalade, it's okay. But the vignettes and the queso, man, that is a combination that you've got to try for yourself. That's an interesting combo. So we're, the pastry itself, did it have a hint of sweetness to it, or it was a completely savory? You know, they walked a really great balance. So it was almost like the reverse chicken and waffles, where you don't think about putting maple syrup on chicken, but when you do, it works. And yeah. like you don't really think about putting queso on beignets, but you knock off all the powdered sugar, and you like <laughs> just have the regular beignet, uh, like the dough. It's so good. It works so well. Yeah, I got to try that. Uh, when we went for the Summer Club, I already told you we got the Wagyu steak just perfectly cooked. It was sliced into like seven or eight little pieces that were pink on the inside and a little crispy on the outside. The scallops were plump with a nice sear on them. It also started with the salad. I forgot to say that. That was good. Uh, and creamed spinach, which I was thinking, is creamed spinach the most underrated side dish ever? Like, I feel like it's up there above broccoli and Brussels sprouts and things that children are disgusted by, but can be really, really good. And this was amazing. Uh, then it also had uh, onion rings, which I really hate when you bite into an onion ring and the whole onion slides out of it. These were not like that. It was very light breading. And then, yes, the beignets for dessert. So those were with the powdered sugar and a jam, I believe. Something that is, I guess, their specialty. They do a lot of different versions of that. Yeah, it, It's like the perfect shareable thing, too. But one other thing that we got were the steak fries. Oh, yeah. That seems like a, I know what that tastes like, fastball down the middle kind of thing. I would almost call these like potato wedges. Like, they have that perfect crispness on the outside, deep fried so well to where they're crispy and crunchy when you bite into them, even though it's like the size of a potato wedge. So mm-hmm. it was like this weird balance. It was it was almost like the consistency of a tater tot, where it's like, how is this crunchy every time, but like pillowy potato in the, the middle? Inside, yeah. yeah, and they nailed that with the steak fries. I and- got the steak fries, too. When I went for lunch, I really wanted to try their French onion soup because they have it on the menu in two categories, as a special and as a soup. And I thought, the soup's so nice, they featured it twice. (laughs) I'd be crazy not to get it. But the soup is described as traditionally prepared, topped with house-made croutons in Swiss. But what was interesting, and I think it was almost like a stew, it was really thick, and the croutons were actually inside on the bottom, like you would have in a traditional French onion soup where you have that that piece of baguette, mm-hmm. which then is really, really hard to cut with your spoon when you're trying to eat soup and get a bite of the baguette with every spoonful of soup. And the croutons made it perfectly you know, accessible that you could get a bite of crouton with the, every bite of soup, and it was really, really good. And then the steak fries were my you know, backup plan in case the soup wasn't filling enough, and they were outstanding. And they're served with a house-made ketchup, which was... Just the right tanginess, the right piquant tomato flavoring. 
um, you guys did that have Parmesan and I think parsley sprinkled on those too? Yep. Yeah, okay. Yep. So it seems like you never know if they're mixing things up. They were not, a thing of beauty. Check our Instagram. Yeah. Um, those also came with the rib plate. We went another time and got some to go. We got the rib plate, and somebody wants to remain anonymous, but he or she might have said, don't tell my dad, but it might be the best ribs I've ever eaten. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a big compliment and a big slur to her father. Or his father. His father, yes. Yeah. I imagine that was Guy Fieri's son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh Shrimp toast we also got. That was excellent. Giant piece of crispy toast topped with asparagus, green onions, giant mountain of cold shrimp, and a perfectly poached egg on top of that. Oh, my God. That sounds incredible. It was very good. And a good, like, brunch item. We got it for dinner, but I would absolutely love to get that for brunch. Another thing, good brunch item, uh, CJ Slinger, which I think is a hockey reference. Do you guys know this? Huh. No. Okay, you made fun of me last time I didn't know a sports reference, but... Now this it's your a, turn. It's an obscure one if it is one. <laughs> okay. We thought it was a reference to K.K. Slider from Animal Crossing, but... I get that one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, Francie's... <laughs> Wrong in total blank. Yeah. That was my first slinger, which... You've uh, lived in this town all these years, oh, and you've never had a slinger. In the last year, you've tried your first St. Paul sandwich, and now your first slinger? That's you're, true. You're finally For the a St. I, one of these days, I'm going to get one of those pizzas I keep hearing about. <laughs> Emos? <laughs> Is that what it's called? Yeah, so got it with veggie chili, and it's got breakfast potatoes, gooey cheese, onions, and eggs, how you like them. And I got over easy, I think. Well, I say that because I uh, got a lot of food that day, and so I tried it when I got home. But um, it was like, this is going to be great for breakfast. I'm going to reheat it. And then I should have eaten the egg with it when it was fresh because the next morning I had a not-so-good oh, microwaved yeah. egg. But, a tired egg. Yeah, the rest yeah. of it heated up really well, though. It was great. And, yeah, I think that's all we got. Did you guys get anything else? Uh, Jim got the hot chicken salad, which was basically the sandwich in salad form. Uh-huh. So, um, Did I he mean, think it was hot enough? No, he agreed. He was like, it's, it's more tangy all than right. it's uh, all you hot. you who want it hotter, just toss some Tabasco on there. <laughs> You bring uh, Tabasco bring, with you everywhere, yeah, don't you? Bring your uh, bring your own uh, booze and seasonings to, this, <laughs> <laughs> to Grand Pied. <laughs> we should also mention on the BYOB thing that there is a place like right across the street that they recommend that you can go and pick up stuff and bring it over. Yeah, I well, know that's they, local Harvest Grocery. Yeah, they have a big wine selection, a good beer selection. Definitely a lot to check out there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, let's wrap it up. Did you guys like it? I thought it was great. I mean, I'm a little biased, but I. <laughs> I had heard a lot of good things before I got a chance to go. Basically, unanimous reviews. The Supper Club was amazing. I highly recommend that. What do you guys think? The only thing I would say is I was a little like, the concept throws me a little bit. They have really great like brunch options. And so I I think maybe they're a little bit more of a brunch place than I typically think of them as. Because I was thinking like, yeah, they do brunch, but they mostly are like a lunch and dinner place. But Looking at their menu and like going there, I think they're much more of the brunch. Yeah, I've categorized them as brunch and lunch. I would do a whole section of their beignets and just put different toppings on them. The sausage gravy, beignets, the queso. Travis. It's beignets. Oh, I'm it's sorry. driving Francie crazy over here. <laughs> what are you doing to her? <laughs> but yeah, the, the beignets, how they treat those is like something I haven't seen before. Um, 
it's amazing food. Uh, and if you're looking for a brunch, I also think that the BYOB thing is really interesting because uh, my wife likes to say if you don't have alcohol at brunch, it's breakfast. <laughs> so Good roll. But Stitch it's great. that into a sampler. That's lovely. Like, like one of my favorite things about brunch is like the places that do like a bottomless mimosa or, you know, whatever it is. Uh, you can do that yourself. <laughs> you can just bring a, bo- a couple bottles of sparkling wine and a thing of orange juice and you're all set. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I, I love that on their website, the first thing they say is we're currently a BYOB establishment. So they are like throwing that out there immediately. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I thought it, the food is great. But yeah, just know it's more more brunch. I would say than brunch, lunch than like a dinner. Man, you say that, but you didn't get the rib plate. That's like, true. Or the wagyu steak. Yeah, there but were... that was supper club, right? The steak was okay. But, but Wade got steak and eggs, mm. and thought it was very good. Yeah. So yeah, we you know both times I went with three people all together, we all liked what we had. It's a great location. It's a really attractive space. I don't believe they take reservations, but they in the nicer weather now, they do have that side patio, which is covered, so mm-hmm. that expands the available seating. I think it just about doubles it, too. They've mm-hmm. got several tables out there. Yeah. And then you can go for a walk in Tower Grove Park, which is basically right across the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They used to do picnic baskets. Am they, I crazy? They still are. I was going to mention that. So you know, give them a follow on Instagram because they post daily specials and uh, things that they have coming up on the weekend. They have done a lot of different soups and then they do these picnic baskets. The day that we went, um, we were going to do the picnic thing and it was just awful weather and raining. And so that's when we got the, the ribs and took them home. But yeah, these picnic baskets are beautiful. It's a big selection of a lot of charcuterie kind of items, but then they also do like, uh, like smoked duck and a shrimp salad and some nice, like, finer cooked things mixed in there as well. And they mix those up. I believe they just do those on the weekends. Don't quote me on that. Check their page. But um, they were doing it so you had to call ahead and order them. But the last I checked, they had them ready to go on Saturdays. And you could just go and pick them up, and it just takes 15 minutes or something. And on Saturdays, they do have a uh, Schlafly truck and then a cocktails program set up in Tower Grove Park. So that would be oh, great yeah. to like grab a picnic basket and go, instead of bring your own beer, bring your own picnic basket to the beer. Yeah, it's great with Tower Grove right there. It yeah. seems like a good pairing to do those picnic baskets. I keep wanting to say picnic baskets. I thought you were going <laughs> to. I was prepared for that. It's because I'm naked except for this tie, right? <laughs> and the little hat. Yeah, the little hat. Fun fact, the tie, the reason that he and Boo Boo wear that is because they wanted to make it easy for the animators to have them turn and their bodies so that the neck just turns and they don't have to like shift their shoulders or something like wow, that. Wow, that is some inside cartooning info. Yep. I have no idea. I thought it was to make him look more like Fred Flintstone, which he basically is. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Travis has turned on the stop talking about things that aren't food light, so we've got to get no, back. No, it's more I'm just like... I. I'm like, how how far is this going to devolve into a conversation about Yogi Bear? <laughs> I mean, I could do another 20 minutes on the movie. I'm not trying to stop the trade wreck. I'm just watching it happen. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, follow Grandpied on Instagram. Definitely go and check them out. Pick up a picnic basket next time you're going to the park. Also, if you want to talk to us, leave us feedback. We'd love to hear your recommendations. If there's a new place you're curious about, Maybe you don't get out of the house much and you want to know how it is. You can tell us where you'd like us to go and we will go there and eat it for you and then tell you how it was in a month or two. 
Um, (laughs) This is fantastic service we offer as a podcast. No charge. No charge. And then you can also uh, write to us at eatmeinsaintlouispodcast at gmail.com. That's St. Louis spelled S-T-L-O-U-I-S. There's like 50 ways to spell St. Louis. I I didn't know we had an email address. (laughs) I didn't either. (laughs) I don't check it often enough, but I recently made it forward to my account. So So that's where all those cease and desist letters are going. (laughs) So there are new places coming into town all the time. Remember to go eat local and support all of our beloved restaurants. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And tell Mitch I said hi. Hi.